I'm Mindy Peterson, and this is Enhanced Life with Music, the layperson's guide to enjoying music's benefits. The start of a new year is tomorrow. Happy New Year. And it's a natural time to turn our attention to exercise, wellness, and healthy habits. We're talking today about the effect of music on exercise intensity and endurance. Joining us today from Las Vegas is Dan Hubbard, a 30-year music and fitness industry professional who has spent the last 10 years as Power Music Inc.'s CEO. He has been a student of meditation and wellness for over three decades. In addition to being a musician, entrepreneur, and fitness buff, Dan is a mediocre golfer. Thank you for joining us today, Dan. Yes, thanks for that last part. Thanks for reminding me. (laughs) That was not in the official bio you sent me, but it came from a reliable source. (laughs) I came across a description of today's topic that I thought was perfect for setting the stage for us. So instead of reinventing the wheel, I'm going to read this from Full Credit, University of North Carolina's website. I'll include a link in the show notes. This was written by Emily Wheeler. Emily writes, It's 7 p.m. and you've allotted an hour to go to the gym and work out after a long day. You've planned to do 30 minutes on the stationary bike on the random hill setting, 20 minutes of abs on a mat in the empty SRC studio, and 10 minutes on the rowing machine before you call it a night. As you're biking up the toughest hill of them all, your heart is pounding, your legs are burning, and Journey is telling you not to stop believing through your headphones. So you don't stop believing and you make it up that darn hill. After finishing your course on the stationary bike, you start off your ab workout with the choreographed exercise moves to the song Shots that you memorized from weeks of absolution with Colleen last semester. And after 50 Mason twists, you're pretty much feeling like a beast. A beast who kind of just wants to sprawl out on the floor and stay there, but a beast nonetheless. Now it's 7.50 p.m. and you sit down on the rowing machine. You're sweaty, exhausted, and ready to be done. But either your personal pride or the attractive guy rowing away on the machine beside you won't let you quit without giving it your best 10 more minutes. So you adjust the machine, put your headphones in your ears, and put your Walk the Moon album on shuffle. As you give that last 10 minutes everything you have until your sweaty hands are sensitive against the hand grips and your legs are burning and you're starting to feel muscles in your back that you didn't know existed. At 8 p.m., you're done, feeling proud of yourself and simultaneously like jello, and it's time to go home and take a shower. Now, imagine the same circumstances, but take away the music. No music while you bike, just the sound of your own ragged breath and the sight of the blinking red dots on the screen as you bike up that massive hill. No music while you do those 50 mason twists, just the silence of the studio and the whir of the other machines nearby. And no music for those last 10 minutes of rowing. You just stare at the screen and watch the seconds tick down and you feel the burn. When I read this, I am right there with Emily. (laughs) I think we've all been there. The battery in our device dies and we go from feeling like a beast to just gutting it out and hoping we don't talk ourselves out of finishing. Most of us would agree that music makes exercise more enjoyable. But Dan, tell us about music's true effect on physical performance. Well, the article is actually really great because it's talking about really the duration is what music helps with more than anything else. Mm -hmm. There's a myriad of studies out there about the effects of music on fitness versus no music on fitness. And the uh, research shows that people who work out with music work on an average of 12 minutes 
on the various studies, but uh, some say 14 minutes, nine minutes. It's around 12 to 15 minutes longer you'll work out with music than without music. And that includes like having your own playlist versus if you're going to a gym and you're just working out to the kind of ambient music that's coming in over the speakers, which you may or may not like, Mm -hmm. or it might be, you know, it might be just kind of some bubblegum pop music that's not super motivating. Mm -hmm. So it's really about finding that motivational music that is either curated for you or you curate yourself that adds that extra oomph to a workout. So the biggest effect that it has is just in the amount of time that you work out. And if you think about that, and you're working out, say, three, four, five times a week, even two to three times a week, if you're adding 10 minutes to each one of those workouts because you've got a super motivational playlist, Mm -hmm. and then start taking that over the months and years, that is so much more time you're spending on your workout as a direct result of using music versus Mm -hmm. not. Yeah. So that's probably mostly related to the tendency of music to distract us from pain and discomfort and exertion and fatigue. Is that right? I think so. I mean, I, but it's also kind of more in, in, in line with the, you know, like if you have a personal trainer, a uh, personal trainer is going to be coaching you to get to that 10th rep, right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, or, or that whatever nth rep that you're on that's pushing you to failure. Uh-huh. And that's, that's a personal trainer's job. And that's somebody there speaking to you in a motivational way that's making you do it. And music is the same thing. So it's, it's not only distracting you, it, I guess you could say it's distracting you in a way, but what it's also doing is it's, it's just grinding you towards that 10th rep. Um, you know, and I'm kind of more referring to like weights in this situation, mm-hmm. but it could be that last mile, you know, it could be that last that last three minutes uh, on the treadmill or you know, whatever it may be, it really is kind of acting like a personal trainer. As long as you have the right music, um, the right cadence, the right tempo and the right vibe for what you're trying to do. And what's the right cadence and tempo and vibe? It really depends on the exercise. And, you know, like it's, it's interesting. Music has, fitness has changed a lot. Um, and there have been certain, there are definitely certain classes like a step class where you might want to be in a certain BPM range and then like a high intensity interval class where you're going to be in a really super high, uh, even the kickbox classes, these are going to be higher, uh, BPM ranges. That's BPM mm-hmm. it. but more and more people are kind of just trying to find the right genre of music for them versus BPM. BPM does have a lot to do with it and, and scientifically proven. Like, I mean, if you were doing a hit class and, this, and listening to ballads, it's probably not going to be. The <laughs> and just to clarify, when you say BPM, you're talking about beats per minute, right? Yes. Yeah. That is the, basically the, the tempo that the music is, is moving at. Mm-hmm. I've seen that there are studies show that music can help because we as humans have this tendency to move in time with synchronous sounds so tapping your toe in time with the music or the beat of a drum. So that's where the BPM can really drive exercise intensity, I would think. You've mentioned endurance, but I would think that would affect intensity as well. Oh, completely. Um, particularly, like, I mean, if you're working out with weights, probably less so. But if you're on a bike ride or mm. on a stationary bike, sure. cadence is everything. 
right? Yeah. So I, yeah, I guess that's a good point. Cardio versus strength. Sure. Sure. And then, you know, running, I think it varies. I think it's really hard to run on the beat all the time. I think it's very difficult to do. Okay. Um, so running, unless you're on a treadmill, maybe with uh, no hill setting. (laughs) Yeah, you you could. I, I think that running tends to be more about, again, the content, the vibe that, that, that more so than like running on the beat. Whereas, whereas cycling is obviously just a much different animal. If you're doing a boxing, you know, a kickboxing class, that's more cadence driven because it's, you know, kick, kick, swing, kick, kick, swing. And now you really want to have a beat that's driving you and you're kind of matching that beat. Okay. That keeps you on cadence and it keeps you um, in really good rhythm. So there are certain types of workouts that are super rhythm driven and Uh others that maybe are not so much. And it's really more about kind of like, you know, the vibe. Okay. So some people are more into those uh, high intensity training or high intensity interval training. Is that what it is? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So if they're into that, is is the idea to get the beats per minute to match your pace of like boxing or whatever, running your pace, or is it is the idea to have it match your heart rate that you're going for? Not so much. It, it's it's really um, so hit and Tabata which is a great format. And then there's different, you know, intervals. There's different types of hit. There's 40 seconds on, 10 seconds off, 30 seconds on, 10 seconds off. And um, the point of those is to really work as hard as you can for that interval of time until you get your 10 seconds of rest and then go right back at it for that interval of time. And so to try to match on beat can be difficult in, in that situation. Okay. Um, you can try, and I've seen people do it. I've done it. It's really hard um, because usually the hit classes do have a higher intensity, uh, a higher BPM for the music. But it's, it's really more about you executing, say, you know, as many push-ups as you can in 30 seconds. Okay. You know, and, and by the way, it, it also, it's, it's, it's as many, meaning it could be three or it could be 20, mm-hmm. right? But the great thing about HIT is, you know, you can work out next to a super athlete and you're both doing the same workout and it's totally fine because okay. it's not a competition. It's not a race. It's mm-hmm. just do however many push-ups you can in this amount of time and then you get a rest. Yeah, just kind of max yourself out during that time. Yes. Okay. There's a researcher, Kostas Karagorgas, I'm probably completely slaughtering the pronunciation there, but he's out of London's Brunel University School of Sport and Education. He said that music is like a legal drug for athletes. It can reduce the perception of effort significantly and increase endurance by as much as 15%. Any thoughts on that? Um, yeah, no, great study, great university. Um, Interestingly, the bigger issue and really what it's speaking to is a different study, which is your body can do so much more than your mind thinks it can, okay? Because your mind is programmed to kind of like avoid pain, right? Like if you're moving towards a hot stove or a fire or a moving car coming at you, your body immediately is trying to prevent harm, right? It's trying to stop you from having pain. So this is the survival mechanism. And when it comes to like, doing an exercise and you're getting winded 
or you know your muscle is starting your muscles are starting to fail your body immediately wants to say your mind is saying hey stop this mm-hmm. you know you need to stop because you're getting tired and you're not going to be able to do three more of these right mm-hmm. but that's actually just one part of your mind and it actually is not really true vis-a-vis your physical ability okay and so what music is doing is it's actually, and you kind of brought it up a little earlier with that distraction idea, mm-hmm. it is actually distracting that part of your brain that is telling you to quit, right? And yeah. so you'll find that all of a sudden, oh, wow, I could do either three more reps or 15% more weight, or I can ride for another three miles. I'm not done yet. And you know, in some ways, people will go, wow, that music was so motivational. I rode for three more miles. Well, yes, it was, but it also just distracted that part of your brain. You could always have ridden for those three miles. Sure. It just, it distracted that part of your brain that was trying to stop you from doing that. Sure, sure. Yeah, that makes sense. I saw this other study that sort of made my eyes glaze over a little bit, but maybe you can give us a little more understanding on this. Uh, This study was done by a scholar at the Australian Institute of Sport that found that listening to music before and during a run can have an extremely positive impact on muscle strength, heart, and lung function. The study found that fast music leads to a substantial increase in oxygen consumption, cardiac output, and breathing rate. (laughs) Any thoughts on that? (laughs) I don't have a real scientific mind, so my eyes kind of glazed over when I read that. It sounds like almost a chicken and the egg question. Like, are you consuming more oxygen and having a higher cardiac output? Because you're motivated to run faster and longer, or does music actually affect these organs? I think really what that's speaking to, and you can kind of even remove fitness from this part of the conversation, is the studies that have talked about the physiological effects of music. Um, You know, look, sometimes we put on a sad song and we start feeling sentimental, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Or you put on, you know, uh, really happy music before you're going out at night and you start getting really excited about your night. Oh my God, I'm having so much fun with my friends, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So there's things that, um, uh, there's actually a lot of books on this. One of my favorite books is called Your Brain on Music. Oh, yeah. it's, It's the way that music affects the serotonin levels in your brain and the firing of all the different synapses. So it's actually a neurological thing that's happening to you, which is causing a physiological response. Mm-hmm. And that's really what that study is talking about. Oh, because, okay. Yeah, and it's just kind of doing it. It's, it's applying the science of music to your brain and your body in a physical fitness sense. And so it, I get the eye roll, I do. But <laughs> it, it actually does make a, a tremendous amount of sense when you look at all of the other research that's been done on how music sure. affects your, your physiology. Sure. Well, tell us about powermusic.com. You have songs, this is fascinating to me, that can be sorted or searched by beats per minute. And I think also runtime. Like if you want to challenge yourself to run a 12-minute mile or whatever the time is, you can search for songs that are going to push you to that. Is that right? Well, our company is, we're kind of divided into two um, markets and powermusic.com is really for the professional. This is for the group fitness instructor. And this is music that is engineered for you to go and teach a fitness class. 
And yes, we have all those searchability. Uh, uh, all, the, all of the products are searchable by a lot of different variables. That would be very beneficial for a group fitness instructor. Mm-hmm. If you're a fitness enthusiast, a consumer, someone who's looking for music to inspire them at the gym, at home, out on a run, out on a bike ride, or at your stationary bike at home, whatever the case may be, then I would probably direct you to Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon, whatever Google Play, whatever uh, digital platform you're consuming music on and use Power Music Workout. That's our brand on those platforms. Okay, so you can just search by Power Music and it will pull up a whole bunch of different playlists? Yeah, I would. The, the, our actual name on those platforms is Power Music Workout. And okay. there you'll find our entire ecosystem, hundreds of playlists covering everything from, you know, again, kickboxing, running, lifting, riding, etc., in all organized in different BPMs and by different activities. And this is, this is basically popular music that, we have comp- that we've gone in and completely remixed and re-engineered to be at a certain uh, beat per minute that's specifically engineered to different types of exercises. There's, okay. also, there's also playlists in there that you might just want to go put on and get on the treadmill or get on a bike and just let them, let them fly because they're great songs. We mix it up with a, a lot of brand new music, um, you know, nostalgic music, older music. We also have, we have everything from 80s pop to 90s alternative to hard rock albums to every single pop hit that you've heard in the last 30 years. Huh. So when you re-record it and re-engineer it, do you, like, let's say it's a U2 song. Mm-hmm. Do you have somebody else sing it or is it actually U2 singing it? No, we, 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 you know, as much as I tried to get Bono to agree to this, he wouldn't let me do it. <laughs> No, we, you know, listen, we are, we, we are a fitness product. We completely re-record everything because you can't take those vocals and change beats very easily with them. And we don't, you know, if you want to listen to you 2 when you work out, that's great. Listen to you 2 um, But some of you 2s tempos are great for like chilling at the house or just listening to in the car, but not so great when you're on the treadmill. But mm-hmm. if you really like that song, and again, I go back to like what I was talking about in the beginning of the call with the vibe, like your vibe. If you too is your vibe, then use our versions when you're working out because we actually have fitness versions of those songs. Are they so, instrumental or do they have the vocal of a oh, vocalist? Full vocal and everything. And they sound great. And okay. again, we're not, we never, we're not marketing ourselves as you two, but we <laughs> will say, hey, uh, with or without you, um, not tempo <laughs> version of with or without you. If, if that's if that's your jam, um, you know, then great. You know, then uh-huh. we've got it, and we, we'd love to serve that to you in a format that's appropriate for you to run on the treadmill. Okay. Now you you also have playlists that focus on certain groups. Like I know you have playlists for seniors. Is that right? Is that available to the consumer market or just for the fitness group no, group we, fitness leaders? We have we have stuff available for seniors as well. And a lot of the in the group market, you'll see a lot of that product is for senior classes like aqua and low <laughs> impact, you know, low impact cardio. So we do have a huge offering there. But that stuff is a lot of that stuff is also available online. Uh, We're we're making more and more of that available online as well, but we do find that a lot of the seniors, they're working out more in groups anyway. It's just safer. 
Sure. So that's why we have a bigger offering for the group fitness market okay. for the consumer market in, the, in, in with regard to seniors. Okay. So consumers can search by beats per minute. They can search by length. Like if they want to run a 12 minute mile, they can search by that. I saw that feature. Are there other searches they can do too, like by sport, running, biking, or like high school students, college students, other demographics? Yeah. I mean, I think that if you're talking about our site, there are those searches are set up, but again, I would I'd like to just reiterate that that would our site is really more for a group fitness instructor. Okay. If you're a fitness enthusiast, your searching is going to be done on Apple Music and Spotify. I would probably more recommend just searching Power Music Workout and then going into our ecosystem. Although that said, you can also go on to these sites and search for you know if you want to run a two k or a four k or you know and then like. A 5K, we will have an hour plus of tracks ready for you to run your 5K, right? So that you don't have to like, your, your playlist is done mm-hmm. and you've got that 5K covered. You're not going to have to go in and, you know, restart a list or flip to a different song. It's already done for you and it ramps itself up and ramps itself down per kind of like how you would, the average person would run a 5K. Oh. We have, that's the kind of part of our, our kind of offering that's really great is that these are all turnkey uh, playlists for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can see that saving a lot of time for fitness, group fitness instructors. Yeah. So if and you're I, listening and you are a group fitness instructor, check out the app that they have. That's, did you say it's $14.95 a month? Well, the app we have for group fitness instructors is called Power Music Now. Now that app for 15 bucks a month, which again is pricey for a consumer, but for professional Mm-hmm. You get, you're getting, you know, there's time changing on the fly, there's timers involved, and it's 100% of our content, as well as exclusive content that we make only for the app. So mm-hmm. it's every mm-hmm. single thing that's available on our website, mm-hmm. and all of the music on the website, and as well as some additional content that's exclusive to the app, with the functionality of being able to change the BPMs on the fly, and um, we have Tabata and simple timers and other bells and whistles in the app. It's really cool. Okay. Okay. Well, the other thing about your songs is they probably have a very distinct rhythm that is helpful with increasing endurance and intensity too. I saw that uh, in some article, it said that when you're looking for good workout songs, find the ones that have the, a distinct rhythm and appropriate tempo, the BPM for your chosen activity. And it also listed some specific BPMs. Let's see here. Power walking, approximately 137 to 139 BPM. Running, 147 to 169. Cycling, 135 to 170. So I think that's kind of cool because it gives you a little bit more objective way to measure your workout and how fast you're running and if the music is impacting your workouts at all. Oh, yeah, completely. I mean, there's there's decades of science behind a lot of this. We've come a long way from the Jane Fonda days back in the 80s. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And... You know, I, again, I think that there's a balance. Like, yes, BPM is super important. But, like, if you're an individual looking for a curated playlist and you're going to go in and, you know, get on a stationary bike at the gym and ride, you know, I, yeah, look at the ranges. But it really, everybody's different, you know, and everybody kind of, like, rides in a different way. If you're on your own, 
And so you don't need to be handcuffed by these BPMs. Mm-hmm. Um, they're more just there as like a guideline to say, hey, listen, this is like the average. But if you, you might want to ride faster, you might want to ride a little slower. It really depends on the day too. Like, you yeah. know, Monday, Monday I had a lot of energy. Wednesday my energy was a little bit lower. Sure. Feel free to kind of like have the liberty to not be so rigid with the BPM. Mm, yeah, good point. On every episode, we have a segment that I call an improv. I ask my guest for a try this at home, a hack, an experiment that will enhance listeners' lives with music. Do you have a suggestion for listeners today? I do. I do. Okay, so here's my, here's my hack. I, uh, you know, as someone who gets trapped into listening to the same kind of music over and over again, you know, whether it's, I, I like a lot of classic rock. I also like a lot of like the new pop music, mm. but the, what you want, what you want to try is to, if you're working out at home, try using music that you never listened to. For example, if you're a pop music person, try working out to some hard rock from the seventies or eighties, or maybe like if you're into alternative nineties music, try working out with pop hits from the two thousands. You get the idea. Like the yeah. point is to not only trick your body into growth through new exercises, which is like there's tons of documented studies on that, mm-hmm. but also stimulate and motivate your workouts with music that's maybe not stuff you would normally listen to. Because mm. it's in- introducing a fresh element. And I'm not saying you need to like become a passionate you know, uh, music lover of this music. It's mm-hmm. literally just for the workout. Okay. And, you know, if you can't imagine yourself listening to hard rock while you work out, try it. Uh-huh. You know, you just never know. And all, it's, it's some of the greatest leaps and bounds I've seen people take is when they just kind of completely switch up their music. Mm-hmm. And then when you go back to the stuff you love, that's also fresh. So mm-hmm. keeping your workouts fresh and keeping your music fresh is super important. Mm, great idea. If listeners want to learn more about Power Music, Power Music does have a website, powermusic.com. It's also on Instagram and Facebook. And Correct. Listeners can search Power Music Workout on any digital music streaming service. Yes, correct. Great. I ask each guest to end our conversation with a coda, a musical ending. Do you have a song you can share with us or a story about a moment when music enhanced your life? Yes, I do. Uh, Music, uh, I went to music school. That was my first passion in life. So it was was music first and then fitness second. Okay. And... um, I went to music school where I was playing music and guitar 15 hours a day, guitar is my instrument. Wow. And, um, you know, you get life happens and you get jobs and work. And I, over time, I, I kind of uh, drifted a little bit away from my instrument. And it was a camping trip with some friends uh, a few years ago that a buddy of mine brought his guitar. And I hadn't been playing much at all. And uh, we, were, we were out camping and he busted out the guitar and we just had the greatest time singing songs all together and, and, and the top of our lungs over a campfire. And it really reminded me about music and getting back to my instrument and getting reconnected with music again. And that was a big moment that I wanted to share. And whether you play music or not, um, staying connected to music is I think a very important thing in life. And when you talk about it in the fitness world, it is essential. Mm, Yeah, I can totally relate because I had a similar experience where I just kind of let piano playing go because of busyness in life and a move and kids and that sort of thing and really missed it and, and got back into it. 
Mm, neat. Well, thank you so much for your time and for your expertise. Really appreciate it and hope you have a wonderful 2020. Uh, thank you very much and happy new year. And thanks for having me. Thank you listeners for joining us today and happy new year. I am stealing a new year's toast from Quincy Jones. <laughs> I just watched Netflix documentary called Quincy, which I highly recommend for adults. There is adult language throughout. Quincy gave a great new year's toast in the film, which I'll echo here. May 2020 bring you love to share, health to spare and friends who care. If you are interested in making music learning more a part of your new year and are interested in a list of recommended books and movies, I'll put a link in the show notes to a page on my website. This is a list that was developed for my students, so nothing is on there with pervasive adult language. There are a variety of movies on the list, including documentaries available on Netflix, biopics such as Ray, which is a biopic of Ray Charles, and movies that are 10 or 20 years old, but phenomenal, like Mr. Holland's Opus. And there are animated movies like Sing for Young Kids or The Young at Heart. The book list does tend to be geared more toward children, but there are some titles for older kids and adults. I don't know about you, but I absolutely love kids' books. Reading kids' books out loud with my kids and taking them to the library was one of my absolute favorite things about having young kids. And many of the elementary age books on the list are full of interesting facts and are a quick and easy way to get some great information. Instant gratification plus beautiful pictures on some of them. You can get a bunch from the library and treat yourself to reading one before bed each night. (laughs) Or you can instill an appreciation for music and the children in your life, whether it's your own children, nieces and nephews, grandchildren. I'll include a direct link to that list in the show notes. If you want to click through, you can go to my website, mpetersonmusic.com, FAQ, student opportunities, non-MMTA programs, MTNA Music Achievement Award Program, and then at the bottom of that is more ideas. It just happens to be the most buried page on my website. So definitely easiest to click through on the direct link in the show notes, which can be found at mpetersonmusic.com slash podcast slash episode 23. While you're there, say hello. I'd love to hear from you. Tell me how you enhance life with music by leaving a comment on my website, mpetersonmusic.com slash podcast. Comment on social media. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn, or send me an email, mindy at mpetersonmusic.com. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe, rate, and review in whatever podcatcher you use, and tell a friend. Consider it a free and environmentally friendly gift to your friends. Until next week, Happy New Year, and may your life be enhanced with music.